Congressman, given this breaking news, are you going to vote to oust Kevin McCarthy from his job? Well, really, I see it as, as two things. Um, one, do I vote against my friend Kevin McCarthy, or do I, I go with my conscience? That's kind of where I'm at, and I'm currently praying about it. But I, I would, if it was right now, I would, I would vote to um, to oust him. Yes. Okay, so if the vote was held right now, and of course it will have to be held in the next two days, do you foresee that changing, or are you a yes vote, do you believe, over the next two days to oust Kevin McCarthy? I don't really think I will, other than the phone calls that I'll get right after they see this, this broadcast. Um, I, I suspect that, you know, the pressure will be put on us. But, you know, it's been pretty clear with me, ma'am, all along. As you know, I've, I've talked about the fiscal responsibility, really have two jobs here. It's One is 12 appropriations. Um, and, and passing a budget. And we've not done that. We've not done that yeah. in 30, 30 years. And we just keep abdicating our duty. We, we said, oh, we're going to do a 45-day one now. And that's, that's great, but that's not what I signed up for. I signed up to do my job, and my job is to pass a budget. And yeah, that's not I what know we're doing. We talked about that last time you were here. Are there 218 votes to oust McCarthy, do you believe? I don't know. I don't know if there's a, if there's a half a dozen, but there's... But it's what I believe. I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not really a barometer ch checker. I don't really care about all that. I'm just going to do what's right for me and the people of, of the district that I represent. And that's, yeah. seems to be the will of them. And it's, it's obviously my will. I, I'm just disgusted about a system where we're supposed to be in meetings. And, and here it is. We got 45 days. And what are we doing? We had a nice dinner tonight. We started work at six o'clock. And I'll guarantee you, the people, the good, hardworking people of Tennessee and most of the people that are watching this, Democrats and Republicans, they're going to be up tomorrow morning at 5.30 or 6 o'clock working. you got single moms doing two jobs, teachers yeah. going to school, Congressman doctors, lawyers, firemen, everybody is, and yet Congress is not. On that note, the question, of course, is if he's ousted, who would replace Kevin McCarthy? Are there any names being floated that you've heard? <clears throat> well... Um, I'm joined off to my side here by Chip Roy. He'd be a wise choice, but I'm sure now he's scared that I've said his name. He's probably going to look under his car before he starts it as he walks out of here. But and no, did he say if he's going to vote to oust McCarthy? No, ma'am. No, he has, and I haven't asked anybody honestly. I don't. I'm not polling people. I'm just going to do what's right for me. I think that's part of the problem with this town. We look to see what's going to pass instead of doing what our conscience tells mm -hmm. us to do. That's why we're 33 trillion dollars in debt. Honestly, I mean we. We, we pass these monstrosity omnibus bills, and then we check down to see, oh, there's, there's, my, there's the stuff I need, or there's the lobbyist I need degrees, and then we vote for the bill, and then there's, you know, over 2,000 pages of, of Nancy Pelosi, we got to pass it until we know what's in it kind of stuff, and, and here we are. We, we said we we're going to be different, and we're not. Yeah. All right, Congressman Tim Burchett, you just joined us at the last minute on this breaking news, so appreciate your time tonight. You are a yes to oust Kevin McCarthy. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, and I'm so glad they found that little girl. We all are, and certainly her family is as well. Thank you for that. Yes, of course, the question tonight becomes, if enough Republicans do move to oust McCarthy, as the congressman just said there, he's a yes, will Democrats potentially cut a deal to save him? Well, let's ask one. We've got Democratic Congressman Jared Moskowitz of Florida here with us. Congressman, would you vote personally to, to save Kevin McCarthy's job? Well, thanks, Caitlin. Thanks for having me on. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to wait till Hakeem Jeffries uh, weighs in. Uh, as Hakeem said tonight, people are tired of the partisanship, the gamesmanship, the brinksmanship uh, that this has brought in the two in the two in the 118th Congress. All we've seen is this sort of chaos. We saw chaos during the debt ceiling when they wanted to wreck the economy, the chaos caucus. We saw this when it came to 
uh, impeachment last week in the impeachment hearing, uh, trying to impeach a president for something his son did. And then we just saw just a couple of days ago when they almost closed down the government hurting our military and helping our adversaries. So this is just more chaos. But look, I'm going to wait to hear uh, from Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem's done a great job leading uh, the Democratic House caucus through this, all of this chaos, quite frankly. Uh, and so, you know, I'm going to wait to hear what he has to say. I mean, that is what we are hearing from Democrats. They want to wait to have leadership weigh in. Kind of would be a remarkable situation, though, if Democrats are voting to save Kevin McCarthy's job. If that happens, what do you want to get from McCarthy in exchange for your vote? Is it on Ukraine funding? Is there anything else that assurances you would want in order to cast a vote for McCarthy? Well, look, I'm not going to negotiate with the speaker, obviously, uh, through the TV. I'll, I'll let my my leadership do that. But but obviously, look, you know, there are priorities for the American people. We've been up here putting people over politics uh, since January. Uh, and so, look, yeah, there. this is about making sure that we're doing everything we can uh, for for the American people. It's about, you know, funding our military. It's about making sure that our military can even have the leaders that they need to fill positions as we see Republicans blocking that uh, in, in the Senate. It's about helping the American people, uh, you know, put food on the table. You know, it's about making sure there are good paying jobs. And so at, at the end of the day, Democrats have an agenda. Uh, and, you know, I have faith in Hakeem Jeffries uh, to negotiate that. But at the end of the day, this is obviously going to be fascinating. And you haven't heard you know, this from is the, the, this from Hakeem Jeffries yet. Is that right? Oh, we have a caucus meeting in the morning, so I imagine okay. we'll hear from him then. But but look, this is going to be fascinating, you know, one way or another, because at the end of the day, whether it, it passes or fails uh, in the next couple of days. And by the way, it'll be a motion to table as I imagine what we'll be voting on. We won't right. be voting on the actual motion to vacate. Uh, but, you know, after that, Matt may make this motion over and over again. Republicans can then start denying the rule, which means no bill can come up. Uh, so this this is not over. This is going to be chaos now, um, you know, continued. And by the way, in the event yeah. Kevin uh, Kevin doesn't have the votes and the motion to vacate eventually succeeds, you know, then it, it could be weeks and weeks before we have a speaker as we approach again another shutdown. So more chaos uh, from the Republicans in the 118th Congress. Yeah, it seems to be the MO on Capitol Hill these days. Uh, Congressman, after you have that meeting in the morning, please let us know what the leadership tells you. And thank you for joining tonight. Thank you. And for more perspective on this, let's go to Republican governor, the former governor of Maryland, the national co-chair of the No Labels. Larry Hogan is here with us. I mean, we had a lot of things that we wanted to talk to you about, but given this breaking news, this is a party that you've been a member of for a long time. What do you make of what's happening on Capitol Hill? Well, I think, uh, it, you know, just it's showing that we're, we're it's nothing but divisiveness and dysfunction in Washington. And I think the average person is is just kind of disgusted by it. And I think Matt Gates is a, a poster child for everything that's wrong with Washington and, and why they have a 15 percent approval rating for Congress. And you know, I don't think the average person is really following the, the palace intrigue as much as we are about who's going to be the speaker. But they are pretty frustrated that we're not talking about the economy, that we're, we're not actually coming together to get things done. And I think, you know, it's it's uh, instead of focusing on things like the economy, which the Republicans should be doing, because polls show we're voters uh, approve of Republicans on the economy by 20 points over Democrats. We're not talking about that. We're we're talking about, you know, we're following Trump trials and fights over speakership. Yeah, it seems to raise the question of 
can Republicans govern? I mean, they have the House majority on Capitol Hill, and this is what it looks like tonight. Well, it's not helping the campaign, that's for sure, because it looks uh, like we're dysfunctional. And, and frankly, I think the Democrats are enjoying you know, watching that happen. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see. I don't think there's enough Republican votes to, re, to remove the speaker, but it's going to make us look like we can't leave. Well, what if the fight on Capitol Hill is over Ukraine funding? And I know that this is something that you've stood out, you've supported Ukraine. When you were governor, you sent them a multi-million dollar package. Kevin McCarthy stripped that Ukraine funding from what they passed on Saturday to keep the government funded. I mean, what kind of message does that send to Kiev and to, to Moscow? Well, it sends a terrible message. And I think it says not just to Kiev and Moscow, it sends a message to, to all of our enemies that, you know, I, they no longer fear us and our allies that we're no longer going to, you know, you know, support them. And it's, it's not, you know, look... If, even if you don't care about standing up for freedom and democracy or supporting our allies, it's it's in America's best interest to make sure that uh, you know we you give them everything they can, that we can give them to get this war done. You don't want to open check, but this these folks, these Republicans, haven't spent much time at the Reagan Library. I can tell you that they don't they don't know about the importance of peace through strength. And uh, I think uh, I think this is a big mistake. Uh, this big fight over not funding Ukraine. I think a number of the Republicans on the debate stage agreed with that. Uh, but some of these folks in Congress just don't seem to understand the importance of it.